On this episode of Rogue Creators, we're talking about Instagram, but not just Instagram. We're talking about how to use Instagram within your sales funnel and how to do that well. Man, we dive into a lot of really good stuff. Let's go. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go Rogex. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. So awesome to be back in the studio and recording again. Yes. Yeah. I'm Lauren Lewis. She's Lauren Lewis. I was getting to that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Lauren. I really do try. I try to figure it out every time, but that's okay, right? I'm here. Do you forgive me? (laughs) Yes, I do. Okay. So much (laughs) grace around here. So uh, yeah, we're going to be jumping into Instagram as a sales funnel. And uh, the reason we're talking about this, actually, we've we've been talking a lot about Instagram. They're changing up the algorithm. Uh, We post in the Facebook group. Ava Ava found some great articles uh, referencing how to overcome the algorithm. I think we actually post another video on that. We've just been talking a lot about Instagram. Yeah, it's a great platform um, to serve. We kind of use it as a portfolio. But um, today we're going to be looking at content marketing, but specifically on Instagram and how you can use that to actually up your sales if you have used the correct strategy behind it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But before we get into that, we like to start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So, Brian, what are you obsessed (laughs) with this week? Again, that look. All right. So my obsession this week is uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I have never I've never grew up listening to like classic rock or anything like mm-hmm. my parents were somewhat into the Bee Gees and like the disco era. OK. And Lionel <laughs> Richie. My mom loved Lionel Richie back in the day. So like that's what I kind of grew up on more of the pop. Less of like the rock and roll side. So I have always known about several of these, you know, guitar players and blues and, and, and just kind of like amazing artists. But, uh, Cass Harris and I, we shout out to Cass Harris from the Grove. He, uh, he was telling me, uh, just kind of opening up my, my world of like guitar players. And like, I've heard of Stevie Ray Vaughan, but dude, the like YouTube rabbit trail that I've gone down recently. I'm sure. So good. Have you watched a documentary yet? It's coming. Okay, I'm sure. I just it is. watched. It's like the same, some of the same videos, the Austin City Limits videos that mm-hmm. he did. Oh my goodness! And then that leads me down like John Mayer and Trio and bringing back like all of the old, like some of the stuff I used to listen to back in the day. Sure. It's weird that that was like 20 years ago. That is super weird. <laughs> Man, I feel old whenever. Yeah. Anyway, but it's really cool to kind of like discover new artists who are like. Older. I was going to say, right? are they new? Now, I will say this. So I do my typical thing where I find something out and then I then I dive into Wikipedia and then I dive into all this stuff. So Always I really a great source for information. It is very reliable. Uh, but yeah, just learned about his death, like tur- taking a dark turn there. Yeah. Uh, but really just learned about like all this stuff. And then, you know, Jimi Hendrix and like kind of went down that. Anyway, dude, I'm telling you. If I don't, I, I have a, my hobby is that is like musicians and like learning about them, then what type of guitars they're playing. And again, I'm not a musician. Jacob is Jacob over there producing. He's he's a musician, right? Uh, yeah, but you play as well, so I don't know the difference between you and I. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, you know he tickles the ivories every once oh in a while. Oh my gosh, is that uh, what it's called? We don't say tickling in this office. <laughs> 
Thank goodness. <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, we, we need to reference uh, an ad that we saw recently about a keyboard. You like roll it out as a key. Are you going to buy that, Jacob, or you like roll out your piano? Uh, no, I prefer three dimensional <laughs> pianos instead of two. And so something that's completely flat, uh, yeah, doesn't do it for me. Well, you know, maybe you're not their target audience, but that's okay. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Hey, Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, I am obsessed with, uh, the show, uh, Superstore. Oh yeah. So I started watching it a while back and then just kind of forgot about it. And then just recently we got Peacock and it's on Peacock. Nice. And so I've started watching it. It's kind of just a really underrated show. Mm. Um, It's very just subtle, simple, but it's really funny. Um, And it's a great show just to kind of like mindlessly watch. Yeah. Um, And so I've really been enjoying that. Um, And it's, I don't know. It's just been really fun just to find something that's somewhat not, it's not new. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. Um, but kind of like, I guess for your artists. Yeah. The old classics. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. It's not an old classic, <laughs> um, but no, it's been really great to go down that trail and everything and find something like a new sitcom that I actually yeah. really like. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, Lauren, did you watch uh community? Yes, I did. It, I haven't seen a lot of superstore, but when I watched it, it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. Oh. Isn't Joel McHale in it? And Superstore? Is he not? Oh, okay. No. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't not know bad. names very well. Joel McHale is like the main guy in community. Oh, uh, he's, yeah. no. He's what's no, his no, name? No. Isn't that his name, Joel? In this? Anyway. No. We're, we're, we're way off track. Joel here. McHale is the guy from community. Yeah. Not in Superstore. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there we go. You need, you need to update your pop culture here. I'm proud of you, though, Lauren. I'm trying to learn so many things. <laughs> Pop culture is just on such a low level there, eh, but you know. uh, I love Superstore. You should totally check it out. It's fun because they'll have like the story and then it will just pan mm-hmm. to random customers in the store. And like, you'll just see like a lady that's like sniffs a candle and then she just takes a bite out of it. And then they go back to the main store and you're like, people in, in stores are weird. They do yeah, weird things. Is, and it's just so funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, Anyways, that's awesome. We're going to be talking about sales funnel Hard with turn. Instagram. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think we've talked a lot about uh-huh. the term sales funnel. And that, <laughs> we have, actually. <laughs> and I think it can be a, honestly a daunting term. I mean, if you're in marketing, it's something that you probably live and breathe. Yeah, but you're used to that. If it's something that's a newer term, I think sometimes it can be an obstacle. And we're literally just talking about the buying experience yeah, um, and the journey that they take from the first time that they discover your brand to actually going through the process of wanting to buy your product, buying your product. And even at the end of this, we're actually adding an additional step. We're talking about um, testimonials and collecting those afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when we think about Instagram, you may not think about it in a traditional terms of a sales funnel um, and how you can do that, but you totally can. Um, and it can just be an additional platform that's serving your brand to be able to increase your sales. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that anytime you go into this, like companies in general, they, Mm -hmm. they think, Oh, Facebook, I run an ad. Instagram is to run an ad. Mm -hmm. We're talking more organic stuff. I mean, obviously you can do paid as well. And that needs to be part of your marketing and sales, um, you know, process and strategy. But uh, when we go into these things, like this is more organic stuff that you're actually going to be doing to get people into your sales funnel. And so they can know, like, and trust you in that sense. So, yes. So we found this great article. Um, it's on Icon Square and it's called What Does an I, I, Instagram <laughs> Sales Funnel Look Like? It's a fantastic article. We'll link this in our show notes. Um, it's what we've kind of done a little bit of research and we want to discuss this article because it does a great job of highlighting how you can 
um, easily use Instagram. It's not, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Um, and so they kind of go through kind of like we are no like, and trust. Yeah. They call attract, deepen and convert. Ooh. Yeah, and then they add this last step of refer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. So one of the quotes that they have from a recent study is that 81% 81 of people um, use Instagram to help research products. And that's very true. Um, For me, if I'm looking at, I don't know, makeup or something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to look on Instagram to find more about the product, more about things. And just people are, are... not just blindly buying things anymore at all. And they want to know more information about the brand, how they represent, who they actually uh, benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as like, we have a lot more conscious consumers that want to know what's in a product now. And so you can't just be like, buy my product. It's really great. Here's a 20% off coupon. That won't work anymore. Um, And so it's a very uh, unique process now. Yeah, absolutely. And especially with the attract stage, we'll, we'll kind of follow this, sure, yeah. but, uh, you know, that awareness campaign, mm-hmm. um, that you're going to be running. There's a lot of times I, I am going to, like you said, see if somebody is active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of companies out there that I'm like, is especially if I get an ad for a product, I'm like, I want to see if they're actually using that. If they're a real company, it makes you feel real if you are engaging on social media. Um, and I think a lot of companies forget that. They just think, oh, we're just going to post just to post. But mm-hmm. you don't know how many times people are actually jumping on your profile. I mean, you can actually in the insights. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we only typically we look at, well, what does our engagement look like? like, but you don't know, especially if you're selling a physical product, Mm -hmm. it's probably ideal to look at how many times is our profile being viewed, right? Not just likes and follows and comments and shares. Those are very, very important. We're going to talk about that too. But how much, how many times are people just landing on our, on our front page of our Instagram account, uh, researching products, jumping into different, you know, posts that we've made, um, that can influence the buying decision. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think when you're looking at that attract phase, what, is going to work to attract your audience is to know your audience. And we talk about this a lot. You can't get into the, even start your sales funnel if you don't know your audience of what you're going after. And so really understanding your audience will then be, okay, what kind of posts will actually attract people who have never laid eyes on our brand? What's going to get them to stop, you know, stop the scroll, stop scroll, (laughs) you know, or, or to click on and learn more about that. And so, um, this, article that we've been referring to, they list like four types of posts that can help in that attract. And so they said posting something that's controversial, uh, relatable, humorous, or inspirational are typically in that attract phase. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I think when we say controversial, you can think of something like really extreme, but it's actually usually more something on the humorous side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us your favorite ah, example. Yes. I was hoping we were going to go <laughs> yeah. there. Right. Yes. If you've if you've been a friend of the show for for very long, you will know that I'm all about the evoking the emotion. So I, I say that all the time. Right. Yes, yeah. you do. So it is one of those things around our office. I'm like, whatever we're doing when it comes to like a headline or something, not clickbaity, but mm-hmm. it de- definitely should be something that it it creates curiosity right. and it creates some type of emotional response. Right. Uh, and so one of the examples I like to use is the, uh, <laughs> I'm not a Harry Potter fan and my wife hates this every time I use this reference, but there was an article about, you know, should Harry have married Hermione? Hermione. Yeah. Or Ron have been with her, which obviously if you've no, seen Ron the movie, was with her, he was, but I'm saying like, <laughs> 
there's some weird thing where people think Harry should have been right. with. Yeah. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know that like that's you either have an opinion on that or not. But it it evokes you have an opinion, right? You're a Harry Potter, Harry Potter. I fan. am a Harry Potter fan. But the title is why Harry should have been with Hermione. Yeah, exactly. Overrun. <laughs> Which my wife has tons of opinions oh, about yeah. that, which is so funny because again, it's just a great headline to like get you to like read the article. Like you have some type of emotional response to yeah. that. Um, and so there are, there are great ways to do that with, with your products and, mm-hmm. and uh, being able to like, again, evoke that curiosity or inspiration or whatever it is, there needs to be some type of attachment to what you're doing. And so they do a great job of kind of lining out exactly what you should be posting. And it even goes back to our four pillars Mm -hmm. that we walk our clients through. It's you should have you should have a strategy around your content. And within that strategy, you can apply these things as well mm-hmm. as making sure that, hey, this is evoking some type of emotion. I'm giving value to my audience and it's engaging with them and it's b- building out this curiosity that they have. Um, there's all of these things kind of wrapped up, not just, hey, happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with certain <laughs> posts like that, but... You want to make sure that you're giving value with everything that you're doing. Sure. And you can think of a lot of brands that might have like triggered your fascination because they just did something humorous. That's usually the one that a lot of people remember. Um, But inspirational ones too um, will do a good job of like kind of triggering that emotion in you that will make you want to go down that path of maybe for a nonprofit or supporting something, you know, and there's all kinds of ways to do it. But on top of that, it's kind of like if you can get only attract the interest, but also make it shareable, Mm -hmm. then you really have something because not only are you attracting the audience for the first time, then they're sharing it to their audience. So it's a double win. Um, And so really thinking about what is relatable and what's shareable um, to my audience. And if you can't really think about what's relatable to your audience, you need to stop and take a moment (laughs) and really like create what we call like an avatar. Um, and it's really just the idea of what, what would my ideal client, if they were walking around in my store or in my office or whatever, what would they look like? Who are, who is this person? And then you can easily start thinking of content ideas. Yeah. Well, even taking a step further, we're going to give a shout out to, uh, Brad Alexander's story, oh, yeah. story brand, uh, certified coach. He actually does a great job of walking people through this too. And we've gone down story brands route of really, it's, it takes, I think it takes it even a step further yeah. where you're not just like, who are they? You're like, Oh, it's Joe. He's 35 years old. He works in this industry. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, let's take it a step further. Like what is Joe? What does success look like to Joe? Mm-hmm. What does failure look like to Joe? What, where does he spend his time? What is, what is his, is like, again, we think, I think in the business world, we think that, oh, you're my client and that's all you think about. And you have no other, um, you know, have no other outside influences, but you have to really plan out all of that. Right. Um, and so it was an interesting thing. And Gary V said a long time ago, but basically he was like, if, if I'm a beer company, my competitors are not other beer companies. My competitors are water and time and attention and, mm. and Coca-Cola and all these other things that are around my, my customer, because they're, they're not just drinking beer all the time. Right. Right. And so you have to say, how am I going to get their attention? How am I going to give value to their life? What does that look like? And how can I communicate that through social? Oh yeah. And you can think about it. Walmart did a, they've been doing a lot of ads on their delivery systems for groceries and they do a fantastic job of showing what it's like, like you're spending time with family. I don't want to stop to run to the grocery store for that last minute thing. Use Walmart delivery or a busy mom. That's like a crazy kids in the car or that they've done one with a baby sleeping in the car, which I've totally done that where I've needed someone to load groceries in while I had a baby sleeping in the car. And quietly. 
please. Yes. <laughs> Don't shout. Do not wake up that baby. Um, and anyways, it, it really was, they're addressing the problem that's in my life. Yeah. Um, and it was very relatable. And it's like, oh, totally going to use Walmart delivery, you know, and everything. I just, you, you really need to find your audience and what that problem is. And I think StoryBrand does a great job of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's kind of the attract phase or what we call like phase. I mean, it's just the top of your sales funnel. Um, so going a step further with Instagram is really looking at how can I use my profile to deepen or trust? Yeah. yeah. Um, to really get them to trust me. And so this content looks a little bit different. Um, it can still be humorous. It can still be fun, um, depending on your brand. But what this looks like a lot is more educating your audience about who you are and why you do what you do. For us, we're a video podcasting company. This is where video can enter heavily, where yeah. it's like, you're actually putting a face with the brand. This is who I am. This is why I do what I do. And um, this is how I can help you. Um, learning a lot more about that. And so it's more personal on that aspect. Yeah. And this one, you can go down any kind of testimonial or mm -hmm. just even you sharing, I don't say heart, but it is kind of like the impact that you want to make mm -hmm. and that the, why this product makes it, why you even exist as a company, right? We're not just selling t-shirts. Like, no, we use special, you know, blends of our, our t-shirts. And this is exactly why we do what we do because of all these other things. We don't want to be like the other guy. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to bash your competition, but right. it is one of those, like, you need to have that differentiation between you and your competition of why you do what you do. And I think for a lot of times, it's like, you don't always want to talk about yourself, but there is a way of educating people on your product, mm -hmm. like making them aware, but also showing that you're an authority in that space too of, Hey, you should you should buy our product because we have done the research. We have put in the time mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, that we know you, you know, Pat Flynn talks about all the time, be able to explain the problem to your customer better than they can explain it themselves. Right. right. That is something that is a big deal. And your, your clients, your customers, even on Instagram are going to be able to see that mm -hmm. if you can explain their problem better than they can and uh, build, build that trust there with that authority. Yeah. And obviously a lot of times what we talk to our clients about is you're answering the questions they typically already have. And so if you're already like, you're just slamming those obstacles down of why they wouldn't buy your product because you're like, no, no, no. Like our product is green. Our product has no chemicals. It's not going to hurt your pets. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't have any like reason. Any objections. You know, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden it becomes easier. You're getting closer to the add to cart button, you know, and you're just getting a little bit more excited about it. Or even now you're convincing your spouse of why you should buy this $50 yeah. cleaner, you know? <laughs> I have been convinced yeah. of that. <laughs> We're, we try to be cruelty free and that can be, that can be complicated. But yep. now I'm just in that mindset of looking mm -hmm. at a product. I'm like, do they test on animals? Is right. this a big, like, is this a big deal to this company? And so most of our products are cruelty free, but it takes that company educating me mm -hmm. and telling me, Hey, this is something we don't, we don't test on animals. We don't do these certain things. Right. Um, and not saying again, it just helps in that buying process. It takes away all the objections that you might have. Right. And I've seen like a lot of companies like the, in this phase, some of them are not talking about their product as much as they're talking about the company itself and the culture that like, Hey, we support, you know, some brands are like we're about women empowerment. We've provided mm -hmm. jobs for women and getting them a chance to learn business, like all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, that's super cool. And also I want to support the company. It may not, I'm not even maybe even concerned about the product as much. Yeah, It might be mascara. And I'm like, I could get the same mascara somewhere else, but I want to support this one because of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And that just changes you know, we talk a lot about people aren't a lot of times doing business because of what you're offering. It's because of how you're doing it. Ooh, and that's, that's really good. important. Yeah. It's a good quote right Thank there. You. Thank you. Make sure to notate that one, Jacob. <laughs>
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So moving into now it would be the convert. So we know like I missed one. No, no like, lack and trust. trust. We're kind of in the The trust spirit. is the convert. So, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at three different I just ones. let you run with it. Yeah, you know, it's cool. So. Okay. Um, anyways, so converting someone from liking your brand, kind of knowing about you to an actual customer. How yeah. do you do that on Instagram? Yeah. Well, I mean, Instagram is coming out with lots of tools. If you have a physical product, yeah. obviously being able to buy, again, taking away those objections, those barriers mm-hmm. from being able to actually purchase that product. Yeah. Uh, what you don't want to do is like, hey, click the link in the bio. Hey, there's 17 other links. Hey, find that link. And that mm-hmm. takes you to our general page to where we just have all of our products. And now you got to dig through those products to find that product. Now you have to go through a buying. Sorry, I'm going on my rant here. But no. it is so hard sometimes just to give you money and right. like make it easy for customers mm-hmm. to give you money. So you've done all this work. You've You've gotten them to this point. They're ready to buy your product. Right. Um, we talked about this on the, like talking about Pinterest where it was yeah. like, I want to buy this. And all of a sudden I'm an hour in trying yeah. to figure out where this product is that was referenced on a blog. Right. Right. And so again, you have to be able to make it easy for your customers convert, uh, or you're going to lose out immediately on that. Um, yeah. but again, that's, that is at least one thing that you can do is make it easy for them to purchase. Yeah. Don't um, underestimate the power of making sure that your profile is optimized for your demographic. Um, And so uh, using your highlights to maybe answer typical questions people have, um, you know, if you're a boutique or something like that, prices, don't be scared to put your prices there because that's going to be another thing that just stops people. There's a lot of great tools and we're going to actually be doing a a new episode soon on social selling because it is just blowing up. But I mean, the other day I actually wanted to buy these earrings and I went through, I had it in my car. I was like filling out the information and I literally did not buy it because I don't like with like tiny little companies. Sometimes I like to do PayPal. Yeah. And um, just because it makes me feel a little bit more secure. And they wanted me to do some account that was like with a company I had no idea. Mm. And I didn't buy. Mm. I just stopped because no I was earrings. like, that's frustrating. <laughs> it is. Um, and so it was just like it. I just it made it difficult. And there's other companies where it's like, my goodness, it's so easy. We yeah. have a, a restaurant down the street and um, that Jacob and I love. And it's like we enter our phone number and they've already got all of our information. We literally just have to push buy. And that's it. And it makes it so easy for us to order food. <laughs> what is that restaurant? Arkansas. Arkansas. We'll give yeah, a shout out. Great Korean street food. Absolutely. It's delicious. It is amazing. We might have some today. Who knows? It's a rainy day. <laughs> you buying? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, am I buying? Oh, you said, hey, Brian. Dang it. No. Gotcha. <laughs> this is like, I'm sorry. We're going to go off here. You guys know Robin Hood Men in Tights, that old movie? Right. Oh man. I'm aware of it. Dating me myself. So Dave Chappelle plays Lincoln and I think he's, no, he, he said, he says, Hey, Hey, Blinken. He said, you say, Hey, Blinken. No, his name is Blinken. It's like, Hey, Blinken. Sorry. That's where my, somebody out there has got to know this quote, Brandon, our, our, (laughs) our, our, our guy who watches this show every single week. Love you, Brandon. You gotta, you gotta let me know, man. You gotta let me know if you know that one. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) moving backwards. (laughs) Moving backwards, we need to move forward. Let's do this. So talking about just converting for your customer, making it really easy, um, making sure your links, everything's set up. um, So it's really easy for your customer to buy because it it can be the smallest thing that's causing your customers to abandon their cart. Um, So make sure that you're looking at that experience. um, And just, you know, that leads us to this, the last part of it. You can obviously sometimes think they bought my product. I'm done. Mm making them a returning customer is really important because they're actually more valuable. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the old saying is it's obviously it, it's way more expensive to gain new customers mm-hmm. than it is to retain those customers. So make sure that you're putting back into those those current customers as well. And that could be follow-ups. That could be mm-hmm. um, just even how to use the product, any type of videos around that, any type of content around that. And that even will recycle too, because that helps you with putting out new content to attract right. new customers as well. But be very aware of after that purchase and that customer satisfaction. Um, again, it, Whatever that looks like, if you spend, we're talking a lot about physical products, mm-hmm. um, but I mean that's digital products as well. If you have yep. a download an e course, something like that, yep. um, this is very important to make sure that you're following up with them uh, on how to use that and keeping them in that funnel and kind of recycling it. Absolutely, and if you've really done a good job of making them kind of a solid fan of your brand and product, um, ask them for a testimonial, ask them for a review. Make sure on your onboarding process of like if it's a service or a product that you have like a, you know, an email sequence that comes out asking them for a review Um, and do it in a a genuine way that doesn't feel spammy. But, you know, um, it's a great way to collect those because when you have those, that's going to even make a stronger sales funnel when you have all those testimonials. Well, and again, you can use that on your website. You can use that for social posts. We did that recently for a client where it's, they went through the Google reviews and Facebook reviews and use those as actual, like, Hey, can we use this on our, on our Instagram page? And again, it shows real people having Mm -hmm. real experiences with your product. Um, that only builds that no like, and trust factor. Um, and it also promotes your, your customer as a client. Like I enjoy when customers, when uh, cl- companies are like, Hey, this is Brian and he's one of our customers mm-hmm. and he really enjoyed our problem. Like, yeah, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, so. absolutely. Is that it? <laughs> that was a hard that was stop. Like a hard stop, <laughs> man. <laughs> but like, that's done. That's it. But man. I mean, honestly, when you're looking at this, it's not that complicated. It's usually us that make it more complicated. And obviously yeah. it takes some time to get, do a little bit of strategy on there. But when you really start looking into that, you might be only ever in that attract phase of your sales funnel when it comes to Instagram. Um, make sure that you diversify so that you're hitting all those points with your audience so that you're actually converting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, we talked about this actually in the Facebook group. You're not in our Facebook group. You definitely need to join yeah, Rogue Creators. Uh, lots of good conversations happening over there, but Sprout Social posted, and we did a post this week. I mm-hmm. referenced it earlier, but make sure you guys check out that article. We'll link it in the show notes, but in the Facebook group, it was great because it talks about overcoming the algorithm. You can take everything that we've talked about here mm-hmm. and apply that to it and be able to even outsmart the algorithm when mm-hmm. it comes to making sure that you're building um, that trust with your client and making it easier for them to buy your product on there. So there's, there's lots of ways to do this and I hope we've laid it out yeah. easily for you yeah. to be able to kind of walk through this. Uh, great article, obviously from Icono Square. Icono Square. I don't know how you say it. I'm sorry, Icono Square. We're, we're going to tag you guys. You can correct us if you know, if you not let, if you want to. Uh, but anyway, yeah, let us know what you guys think um, as well as any, um, any information that you want to, I mean, don't want us to talk about. Uh, this has been kind of a hot topic and uh, we were excited to kind of go down the Instagram trail. So, yeah. Um, but until next time, thank you guys so much. Check out uh, roadcreators.club. Yeah. Make sure you guys do that. We're doing a lot of clubhouse stuff too. Jump in in the, in the conversation. All right. Hey, have a great week. Thank you. Lauren, are you ready for rapid, rapid fire, fire, fire? As ever, I will be. <laughs> Jacob, are you ready? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just doing my best not to match your energy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's rock and roll. Okay. 
All right. Question number one. Uh, you show up to a dinner party and your least favorite food is on the table. What is the meal? Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, we got a complex one here. Thank mm. you, Ava. Thank you, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ava. <laughs> I'm going to throw your couscous under the bus right now. <laughs> That's some stinky it's, stuff. We're, we're stinky taking couscous. the family over to Ava's house to have some dinner, and she's got some couscous. <laughs> I'll be like, what's up? Let's go to Taco Bell real quick. Get some tacos. <laughs> Sorry, Ava. Love you. Oh, my gosh. What about you, Lauren? <laughs> so my mom used to make these chicken tacos, which chicken tacos sound really chicken good. tacos. Not these. Oh, poor mom. These were like <laughs> my mom cooked like a plain chicken breast, shredded it, then like put a cup of like crappy salsa on it. And that was <laughs> like <laughs> chicken tacos. Yeah. With some like. I don't know, jalapenos in it. And it was gross. I, oh, I hated it so much. And Does no. she know this? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. But it was my sister's favorite. Oh. And so she made it ah, the time. That's the worst, It man. was. And it was just, oh, it made me so mad. And I just hated it. My sister loved roast. And so we'd have roast. Oh, I, no. I, everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't understand me. I don't like roast. I don't like roast either. Oh, hey. we talked about this the other day. How did we? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Lauren. Anyway, <laughs> that's kind of one of my things. I was like, Ugh, everybody yeah. else loves it. Here's a brown right, hunk just, of meat. That's pretty flavorous. Disgusto. <laughs> All right. What about you, Jacob? Uh, I don't know. I hate pickles. So oh, anything, no. anything with pickles I'm out on. Cause the pickle juice gets on everything mm. else mm. in the meal. Uh, or like anything which is yellow mustard, I'm I'm done. I just I'm walking away. That's Interesting. fair. I can handle a little bit of that. I'd I'd rather be hungry for the evening than eat <laughs> anything with yellow mustard. It's fair. It's fair. All right. All right. Question All right. two: What's a company that has a culture that you adore? Oh, Aww. dang! I love Soapbox. Our friends here oh they have an gosh. amazing company. Our culture. Suck up. <laughs> Beth, if she's around the corner, if you hear this, no, I, I mean, really, I've learned a lot from their their culture. It's been actually really cool to see, kind of where you know we're not in their business, but we're right. definitely around their people. And we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, like, it was such really a positive cool. vibe around yeah. here, and um, we seem to we seem to jive well with them. And so, Very yeah, they've so. got a, they've got a cool culture. Well, uh, you took the easy one. <laughs> I did. Um, I remember in college, I had a communication leadership course and I had to study some different companies and Patagonia was one of the ones that I absolutely loved. They just have a really unique culture. Um, just they, um, lead with like authentic leadership style and the CEO was just really interesting. Um, I don't know if that still remains true. It's been a little bit dated since I was in college. So hopefully Patagonia is still going strong with their cool company culture. They just seem to really care about their employees. Um, I, would love to reference some real great specifics that I learned from that. But I just remember being like, Patagonia, they're super cool. <laughs> <laughs> super expensive and super cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was one that I was, I really liked. I think I liked the leadership style particularly. I mean, that was what I was actually studying, but I thought it was really cool. Nice. Nice. All right. Those are great questions. Thanks, Ava. Big shout out there. And uh, let us know if you have a, a favorite company culture. We would love to know that. Yeah. Put it in the comments on Instagram. This is a little Instagram thing that follow is- us at go rogue x there you go hey you guys are awesome have a great day Flipping, uh, Tranquility base here the eagle has landed